to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM on WVNN. And you can also find us online at rightsideradio.org where you can listen live anywhere you is. We've got folks in other states, down in South Alabama, all over the place that are listening to us. I know for a fact I've got, I've got listeners in Virginia, Indiana, Mississippi, down yonder in Mobile on the Gulf Coast. Listen, we, we are covering North Alabama just like a blanket but we're also available anywhere you are. Go to rightsideradio.org, and you can just click Listen Live, and there you go. Hey, i got to tell you, too, about my friends at uh, a place called E-Tax Breaks. E-TaxBreaks.com forward slash rightside. That's the website. Listen, you may not even have any idea that your business, that you've been running as best you can, running it with what probably is like good common sense and solid business practices, there's actual rewards out there for the way you run your business. Maybe you hired a veteran. Maybe you hired a, a, a former felon, somebody who is uh, just trying to get a second chance, and you gave them one. Maybe you um, you retained your employees through the pandemic, or your, your business survived a natural disaster like Hurricane Katrina a few years back. What I'm saying is there's over 3,000 programs out there that literally give you money, tax incentives, tax credits, grants, that kind of thing, for simply doing the right thing in running your business. And, and they'll reward you for it. My friends at E-Tax Breaks have 23 years of experience. I know these folks personally. I used to work with them. 23 years of experience finding money for their clients. E-TaxBreaks.com forward slash right side is the website. Last month, they just told me a few days ago, they billed out over $7 million in found money for their clients. And they don't get paid unless they find you money. Check them out. E-TaxBreaks.com forward slash right side. All right, listen, y'all. Speaking of money, Washington, D.C., why would it be anything else? It's always about money in D.C., it seems like. Well, the Senate on Tuesday, that would be today, passed a major $1 trillion. It's more than that. It's like $1.8 trillion infrastructure spending bill. In a significant show I'm reading here, a significant show of bipartisan force that marked what the, many are calling like a huge step forward for President Biden's domestic agenda. Well, I got news. His domestic agenda was in the tank and so 18 Republicans decided they were going to give him a, a, just a, put a bow on this thing and make a gift out of it. And they handed it to him on a silver platter. The vote was 69 to 30, 19, I'll say 18 is 19 Republicans, including Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate, the, the uh, minority leader in the Senate. And, you know, and, and Rob Portman, not known necessarily for being a conservative, Ohio Republican, Senator Rob Portman, Said so we can do big things on a bipartisan basis if we just put our minds to it. Well, you know what happened as soon as they passed it? Literally. Schumer went to the microphone, hands in the air like Rocky, uh, and just, they won. But the rare show of bipartisanship uh, didn't last much longer. So here's the thing. Here's what you need to know, all right? Schumer quickly pivoted. So he said, okay, we passed that through the Senate, that, that $1.8 trillion in infrastructure spending has now been passed. Now, what we're going to do is bring up another $3.5 trillion budget bill. A $3.5 trillion. So what we're looking at is a total of nearly $5 billion in government spending. Most of it, they don't have a plan for. Most of it's not even related to infrastructure. What they finally did, here's what the negotiations did. The 18 Republicans said they will only work with this if they pass this in separate bills. 
So they agreed to a bill that has what some would call actual infrastructure. All right. So more more infrastructure than the other bill, I can tell you that. The Democrats, especially their liberal base, have been screaming for things like green energy projects, pre, uh, government-run pre-K uh, for, 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 for children, um, any number of things that are just what we would consider to be a socialist agenda. Uh, and so those have all been packed into the other bill. Nancy Pelosi, the way it works now is, though, so they passed this, uh, tr- this, this trillion-dollar infrastructure bill today. They're not done, all right? They have to pass the other one because Nancy Pelosi has said she will not take up the smaller bill without the big bill, too. In other words, they become companion bills, we used to call them in the uh, state legislature. They're companion bills that have to travel together. So they're going to have to pass both the Senate and the House. To do that, they're saying they have to pass both. Now what happens? Oh, look at the bipartisanship. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Oh, these 18 kind of squishy moderate Republicans went and gave Biden something he really, really wanted for his domestic agenda. Trillions of dollars in spending on infrastructure. Infrastructure is not bad per se. Spending can be bad. How do you spend it? How do you buy it? That's the thing. So this bill's out there now, and then what happens is bipartisanship goes out the window. So they got a procedural technique called budget reconciliation in the Senate. That's how they get around the filibuster. Oh, it's extremely important. We're going to have to do all these things. And and since they're budget-related, we'll be doing it through reconciliation, which means they don't have to have Republicans. It's a divided Senate right now. They've literally got just barely – it's it's a 50-50 vote. There's only 100 senators. they got a 50-50 – how Republicans and Democrats, and the tiebreaker in this is Vice President Kamala Harris. And so Vice President Harris is literally sitting there as the person who can kick it over the edge. They can pass this $3.5 trillion mega bill through the Senate without a single Republican vote, and they know it. And guess what? The 19 Republicans who voted for the first bill, they knew it too. They knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, we're not going to be a part of that. We're going to make it very difficult. They don't. You should have made it difficult on the first bill because you gave them the second bill. And, and, and so what's in that second bill? Well, guess what? First of all, the bill is being spearheaded by Senator Bernie Sanders. Really? That's right. The avowed socialist is the one who is going to be carrying that big major spending bill. And it's going to, thing, it's going to have things in it like universal pre-K, expanded Medicare, two free years of community college, subsidized child care, the legalization of undocumented immigrants, in other words, illegal immigrants, and green climate initiatives. I mean, it goes on and on, the things. But Pelosi says she has to have both, and Schumer's going to try and give her both. I mean, it is it, literally right now, too, the Congressional Budget Office is saying that it's not going to be fully funded like they had originally said it would. So what does that leave us? I mean, they're saying in this particular article I'm looking at, uh, $256 billion dollars added to the deficit over the next 10 years. In other words, $256 billion in new spending. However, I read an article, another article that said it was more than twice that. Um, hey, I got Alan on line three. I hadn't planned on taking a call right now, but since he wants to talk about the infrastructure bill, I'll take Alan on line three. Alan from Hartzell, Phil Williams here on right side. What you got, man? Okay, the inter- did, we, did this country not pass an infrastructure bill when Mr. Joe Biden and, and Barack Obama, they got a trillion dollars then? Uh, they may uh, have. I'm, 
I may be wrong, but and that nothing got a oh, that's going to fix it for the next twenty years. It didn't. Well, that happen. was the one with all the shovel ready projects, wasn't it? Oh yeah, shovel ready going to make it work. Well, it didn't work, did it? No, it didn't work so at now, all. It, can anybody can anybody explain to me how you can trust a Democrat and a liberal, and that don't matter if it's a D or R or an I behind their name? They're constantly lying. And yeah, then, I, 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 I well, how long is it going to take before people finally figure that out? Well, I mean, it, it how just, long is it going to take for people to vote them out? That's the thing. If you've got people up there that are as squishy as all get out, do they represent you? Are they really who you who you sent them up there to be? And if they're not, you've got to find a way to vote them out. That's what's going to have to happen. Good candidates have got to run for these offices. Otherwise, it keeps happening. Hey, Alan, thanks for the call from Hartsville. Appreciate you being a right-side ruffian, being part of the crowd here on Right Side Radio. Uh, yeah, he's right. I mean, he, he's and, and keep in mind, Biden was the vice president in the past. And a lot of the freakiness that we're seeing right now, a lot of the crazy policies, are the same things that he was doing as vice president under Obama along with uh, President Obama. But, but literally, I feel like they have been accentuated to the nth degree now. Um, so more of this to come. But right now, this infrastructure bill... Is, is probably one of those things that uh, will never get paid off. I mean, when you look at the things it's trying to do, things like the, the, the bill would do things like convert the federal vehicle fleet to electric and, 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 and what? They're going to convert the entire fleet to electric? Well, that's great. So what happens when um, uh, you know, the Secret Service has uh, something they've got to do in the next state over? and their vehicles are not charged. They're just going to have to go and wait for the charge for two and a half hours before they can get on the road. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a whole woke world on electric vehicles sometime soon. The uh, uh, More in the bill to rehab federal buildings. Uh, that's interesting. But let me tell you some other things that are in the bill that are even more unusual. Did you know that the infrastructure bill, the small one, by the way, the infrastructure bill has some things in it that nobody would have foreseen being infrastructure, like an equity assessment of urban areas where they go in and decide, you know what, these urbanites don't have enough trees. And so they're going to conduct an equity, keep in mind, equity and equality, two different things, an equity assessment. In other words, do we have enough trees? Should we bring more trees to this, this city street? That's, that's infrastructure? Well, apparently it is. Um, they're going to be gauging things like urban heat island hotspots on pedestrian walkways. Okay, great. How many millions of dollars? To, oh, $500 million to that. Uh, how about this? Pollinator-friendly practices for roadsides. What in the world is that? Well, $10 million goes to give out grants to plant wildflowers on the roadsides and remove non-native grasses and to pay for the consulting fees to advise on pollinator-friendly roadside management. I guess they want to bring the bees to the highways. Uh, how about this one? Studies on the driving of influ under the influence of marijuana. Well, that may be a worthy project based on the fact that we just passed medical marijuana in Alabama. How about this one? A study of road traffic impact on endangered species. I got a news for you. If the endangered species wanders out on the interstate, it is going to be highly endangered at that point. Study done. Okay. I just conclude. I saved you a bunch of tax dollars on that one. <laughs> Here's one, though. <laughs> I hear you laughing. Here's one, though. Drunk driving detection technology required in all new cars. Did you know that? That's interesting. The technology, according to the bill, would, quote, passively monitor the performance of a driver and whether or not that driver may be prepared and would also passively and accurately detect whether the blood alcohol concentration of the driver of the motor vehicle is too high to be driving and prevent the car from driving if that is the case. Let me tell you something. When I was in the state legislature, we, we 
we worked on legislation that would allow for those who were convicted of drunk driving to have to have a, a device installed in their car, a breathing tube. You blow into the tube. Your car can't start unless blowing into that tube shows that you have a, uh, a blood alcohol content of, of the of a right levels. To put it in every car is ridiculous. What does that cost? What does that do to the cost of your vehicle? Why is that infrastructure? Well, I, an organization that I think is a great organization, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, is taking a victory lap over including this in the bill. What have they done to the cost of vehicles? And now what have they done to the cost of court and tort liabilities? So what happens if someone, uh, if, it, if, it, if it literally, if someone has to go to the hospital and they get in the vehicle and they're not impaired whatsoever, haven't even had a beer, but the device is impaired, and now they can't get their vehicle started and they can't get to the hospital. Then what? How about the person whose wife goes into labor and they've got to get they've got to get going, but now the device won't work and they can't even drive to the hospital now. How about the how about the kid who has to get to his uh his test at school and mommy goes out to start the car, but because of the bad weather or the electronic device or something else in the car, now the little device that won't let your car turn on is stopping you from get- What a ridiculous thing to include in every new vehicle. And, and that's in the infrastructure bill. Well, listen, we're going to run to a break because I know we're there. I, I could talk all day about this, but it's true. This is the kind of stuff that's happening in the trillions of dollars that are, by the way, most a lot of it's new money. And on that $3.5 trillion expense, they're saying that one could be a what they call an um, inflation bomb and also could mean new taxes because they don't have a means of paying for it. Guess who pays for it? You pay for it. Hmm. All right, folks, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. More to come. We'll be right back. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Hey, coming up at the uh, the, the beginning of the next uh, half-hour segment, we're going to have uh, uh, Carlos Matthews, who was with us once before. He's the District 5 representative to the uh, Huntsville City School Board. Uh, he was very gracious to come on before. Uh, we didn't necessarily ag- agree, but we had a very professional conversation, and we went down the line talking about the fact that at the time, Huntsville City School Systems was one of the only uh, school systems in the state to uh, invoke a mask mandate. Um, they they did so roughly 10 days ago, I believe it was, maybe two weeks. Uh, school started back, I think, last week. Copper, do you know, didn't school start back in the Huntsville City Schools last week, I believe? Oh, I thought it was starting this week. Oh, was it this week? I thought it was on the 4th. I Maybe thought it was tomorrow. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk to Carlos and find out. But um, I don't have kids that are school age anymore, so I lose track sometimes. But all said and done, what we're hearing, though, is that the mask mandate's in place now in roughly a third of school systems across the state. Now, some of those have just flat out said, optional, we're done. Others are saying mask mandate. Some are saying no masks. Um, but it's, 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 it's garnering uh, a lot of attention. And so we're going to get an update uh, from him as to what is happening there. You know, and there's also conflicting reports. You know, I, I can't help but notice uh, because AL.com, I mean, they are in the mask panic, uh, the, the COVID mania uh, group. 
uh, and they, they, they published an article recently that talked about the one third of students and, um, the, uh, uh, yeah, they, they said that one third have, uh, roughly one third of Alabama school systems have enacted, um, a mask mandate. However, um, they also say that like multiple studies have indicated that masks don't cause long-term harm to children and can be effective at stopping COVID-19 while then just the other, you find out that there's, uh, what they say was a controversial study published in a prominent medical journal. Well, first of all, if it was published in a prominent medical journal, it's not that controversial saying that masks expose children to dangerous levels of CO2 was retracted. So in other words, the study got out there, somebody got their hand spanked, and the fact that it said that something that was outside the narrative got pulled back. Well, guess what? There's another study uh, in the New England Journal of Medicine right now that indicates there's very little correlation between masking and incidence of COVID among children. Basically, I mean, if you, and then I saw another study that said basically Sweden. If you look at Sweden, they, 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 they never masked up in the schools, and their pre-COVID, post-COVID numbers are about the same. Um, so interesting to hear. We'll, we'll find out what, uh, Carlos says. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was right. They started last week, uh, didn't they? Okay. Um, uh, copper, thanks for checking on that. So, so last sure. week, apparently Huntsville City schools did go back into, uh, into, uh, session. Um, but there's, there's so much more to the story and, and, and I want to know some things when we talk to him and I'm hoping we have time to cover down on it. Like, you know, have they set a milestone, some type of a date when they're going to review this policy, or are they just going to leave it out there until they wait for the CDC and Dr. Fauci to say something? And then what are they doing about their employees who have been vaccinated or not been vaccinated? It's, it's, it's interesting, and uh, we'll see what he has to say about it. Um, but Carlos Matthews will be with us uh, here in the next few minutes. Listen, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is the biggest show in the afternoons across North Alabama, and we are proud of it. And I'll be honest with you, it's an honor to have this platform. Thanks for being right-side ruffians and a part of our audience. We'll be right back right after this.